You're listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. Hey, Colorado Springs, this is Jenny Bayless, and I am back with the third episode in our mini series about rental properties that I've had for five years and showing the the projections and, or excuse me, the actuals related to them. Um, so we'll just kind of dive right into this one. Um, this property uh, is my first burr that I did on purpose. So my very first burr was an accidental burr. Um, and this is my first purposeful burr. Um, so I bought it from a wholesaler. Um, I remember that I had just parked my car, getting ready to go into my job for the day. And I saw this email pop up um, on my phone and I had just bought um, a turnkey home kind of right down the road from this one. So I already knew all the numbers related to it. You know, I knew, I knew what I could get for rent. I knew what, um, you know, the ARV would be for it. Um, and um, maybe impulsively, I'm not sure. I, I, immediately called the wholesaler and, um, said I wanted the house. Um, and and like during my lunch break, I I brought a check over to title. So yeah, it all happened really quickly. Um, and I I think I'll probably share more about, um, you know, the kind of the process that we've, we've gone through with this house for the last five years, as opposed to the individual numbers, um, you know, uh, performance numbers over the last five years. Um, but yeah, because it's gone through a lot, a lot, and um, uh, kind of what I've learned on this home is that this property, um, partially because we bought it correctly, partially due to luck, um, I've been able to learn a lot about real estate from it um, without being, you know, really, really, uh, you know, um, in in a bad spot for it. So made a ton of mistakes on this property. So again, kind of, you know, impulsively bought it from the wholesaler. Um, I used a hard money loan for the very first time. So that was learning experience on that. Um, We did not do an inspection on the house and um, they did allow us to do a walkthrough. um, But, you know, as well, the the homeowners were were present. So it was a little awkward. So, you know, kind of peeked my head in the, in the bathroom. Oh yeah. You know, we can just kind of clean these tiles. And then when we actually closed on the property, like go to touch the tile and it falls right off the wall. So, you know, okay. I have to do an entirely new, new bathroom. Uh, like, you know, totally got it because it was just mildew city in there. Um, so yeah, so it was just a, a lot of issues, um, with this house, but again, it was so forgiving for us that, we're able to learn a ton from this property and still come out on top. Thank goodness. So, um, it could have, it could have gone a totally different way. I I think so. You know, I I think back and I look at that a lot. Um, so we bought it in 2017 from a wholesaler, purchased it for 113,000, put 20% down and funded the rehab. So, you know, um, as, as many of you know, when you work with a hard money lender, you kind of have to prove yourself, um, for them to to want to lend to you. So, you know, again, this is our first burr, first on purpose burr. So it didn't really have a huge track record, had, a, you know, some rental properties, did have one burr under our belt, had a good business plan for this, but um, they wanted us to put a lot of our own cash into the deal um, a- as well. 
um, after the success of this one, um, the the lending terms were drastically different, um, way, way more favorable. So you kind of have to cut your teeth before they, you know, give you the the best terms is kind of what I've learned on that. So again, had to put 20% down on it. Um, the first time we renovated it, um, and I, you know, caveat, I'll, I'll explain <laughs> what I mean by that. Um, so the first time we renovated it, um, it was a full house rehab. So including closing fees, holding costs, repairs, all that good stuff is about 25,000. So we were all in for um, about $50,000 in personal funds all in the house for, you know, about 140,000. Um, and we initially got it rented out for $1,200 a month. It is currently being rented out for 1425, I believe. And that definitely is quite a lot under market value. Um, you know, the tenants that are in there, they're great. So um, you know, win-win for everyone. Um, but we were cash flowing, um, you know, from, from the start, from when we, uh, you know, originally got renters in there. So that was great. Um, and then, you know, uh, the, the very first go around, it appraised at, um, 175,000, but, uh, another learning lesson for me at this point was the concept of a seasoning period. So, um, I had done my accidental burr um, and did a cash out refinance on that one on, on a separate property and um, didn't think anything of it. The time passed between purchase and the cash out refi. I didn't, I didn't put any thought into that. Didn't dawn on me, but um, yeah, most banks have uh, what's called a seasoning requirement. And that is the amount of time that has to pass between your original loan on the property and then when a bank is willing to give you cash out on a new loan on the property. So in that case, um, you know, at that time for, for this lender, they required six months. I did not even know of that as a concept. So, um, you know, I, I went to go do a rate and term, or excuse me, I, I went to go do a cash out refinance on this property because I wanted my $50,000 back um, on it that we put in. And uh, the lender said, yeah, you you can't do that just yet. You got to wait. Um, so that was really, really disappointing. It was, it was a big lesson that, um, I learned cause obviously that's a lot of money to get stuck in a property that you have to wait six months for. So, um, <laughs> eventually when we were able to do the cash out refinance and, um, definitely, you know, this is, I I've harped on it before, but you always want to check with your takeout financing lender and your rehab purchase, you know, interim financing lender and make sure that everything is on the same page and that you are able to do what you want to do at the end of that. Because if you're not, it's super frustrating um, from experience. So again, ask your lender, what is the seasoning requirement for if I want to do, you know, ABC or depending on how you, you took down the property that can vary widely between, you know, what you're allowed to do on the back end. So um, you know, your mileage may vary, but just definitely check with both lenders and, and make sure that they're in sync and that you're able to do what you're intending on doing. Because just, I mean, a very, very simple tweak might make or break like the whole, the whole deal. So just, just keep that in mind. So, so anyways, it appraised at 175,000 at the time. Um, and I was able to get about 44,000 back out. So we're just in for, you know, about $5,000 um, of the property or, uh, cash in the property, which 
you know, I would consider that a pretty successful borough is about 2% of that appraised value. Um, as opposed to if you wanted to put down 20% of that value, that's about 35,000. So 5,000 versus 35,000. Um, yeah, that's, that's, um, you know, a, a great, uh, option for that. Then fast forward to 2021. Yeah. 2021, um, through natural appreciation, we then did another cash out refinance. Um, it appraised at 325,000. So we got about a hundred thousand dollars back. Um, and we're able to lower our interest rate pretty substantially too. So from about five and an eighth was the original, um, interest rate. And then, um, currently we have a rate of 3.65%, um, on that. So we were able to leverage more at a lower rate, um, and then, you know, be able to reinvest that back into a different property. So, um, so yeah, so I learned a lot of things about the acquisition, um, <laughs> process of, of this property. I also learned a lot about the, um, financing piece of this. So, you know, mistakes are, are everywhere on this property. So, um, again, a lot of lessons were learned. Um, and then about a month into renting this one out, we got a call from our tenants that said, um, Hey, by the way, uh, our, our toilet is leaking. And I, you know, I'm just thinking maybe the wax ring is off or something like that. No, it was a, uh, totally busted sewer line. Um, like busted, busted. There was no, you know, salvaging of this, uh, of this thing. So, that is where I learned um, about the concept of getting a sewer line inspection. So anyone who's worked with me knows that um, I, you know, come pretty close to just begging you to, you know, always get a sewer scope inspection because you never know what you're going to find. And that can drastically change everything that there is about this deal. Um, so another lesson learned, always get a sewer scope inspection. So um so yeah, so we'll just kind of go through, um, you know, this property over the years, not a huge rent bump, um, you know, between 1200 and now I think I said 1425 is, is what it currently is. I would say based on similar homes, um, probably 1550, maybe 1600. Cause it is really nice. Um, and has a garage and everything um, w- would be market rate. So it is quite a bit under market rate and, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. I know that I've, I've made that, you know, point known before that, you know, if we have great tenants in the property that care for the home, that is not worth, you know, squeezing a few extra dollars and rent out of it. So um, again, we have fantastic tenants that are in there um, right now and just, yeah, so just kind of uh, letting it ride. But again, so I guess 1200 to, you know, 1550, 1600, 400-ish dollars over 6 years. That's not bad. Um, so that's a pretty good jump. Um, but just kind of going through some of the expenses that that we have and um, you know, kind of calling out attention to um I noticed that when I was going back and, and recreating um you know, this this snapshot here that the repairs every single year were under a thousand dollars each year. Um, so we have eight seventy five, eight ten, um, five seventy seven, zero, um, and then eight seventy five again. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we did such an extensive renovation on the front end that really is just like little tiny things here and there that that pop up just like any house really. 
Um, and then another thing to highlight is, you know, insurance is going up quite a bit. And that's, you know, I think that has a lot to do with the the rebuild cost of things. And um, I will share that uh, 2023, our column is going to look a lot different, unfortunately, on this house. Um, we had a pipe burst um, over that cold snap that we had a little while back and just completely flooded the house, unfortunately. So that has been a whole um, debacle. Um, so, you know, working with insurance, getting that rebuild, all that good stuff. So yeah, can't, can't overemphasize the, um, you know, amount of insurance that you want to have. Just please, please work with a really good insurance provider. Um, you know, we, we have a great, a great team, um, that, that makes sure that we're fully covered and thank God, because, um, yeah, it's probably going to be quite a bit, um, of damage, unfortunately for that. So, um, yeah, I don't mind spending a few extra hundred dollars uh, a year to make sure that I'm, you know, protected um, from that. So, yeah, just kind of highlighting that that did go up over the last five years. Taxes, same way. Um, we went from 483 in 2018 to 875 in 2022. That's a huge jump, in my opinion, um, and I think it's only going to get higher, um, unfortunately. So, just keep that in mind as you're thinking about. Um, you know, your, your properties over time. Um, another thing to mention is that, let's see. Um, I did want to point out, I do have, um, my mortgage interests located, um, as part of my operating income, um, or net operating income, which yes, I know the, the, by the book definition, um, debt costs should not be included in there. I'm just including it in there for the sake of example purposes, um, showing, you know, the, the debt that we had to carry for this property. So, um, it kind of hovered around like 6,000 and change up until 2021, 2022, when we did that cash out refinance. And for 2022, our interest expense jumped up to about $8,800 for the year, but, our cash flow was still positive um, for the year. And just remember, I took out $100,000 that we we're able to then redeploy into a different property. So, cash flow positive and had an extra $100,000 to then redeploy. Um, so, I'm very happy with, with that move. Um, and um, we're able to lower our interest rate too. So, um, just looking real quick to see if there's anything else worth really mentioning. Um, it's kind of all the same <laughs> as, as the other properties, you know, once you kind of see these a few times, they look, start to look familiar, but yeah, I mean, expenses are, they're going to go up. Um, rent hopefully is going to go up as well to cover that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really important to highlight that, you know, over the course of five years, we've had a lot happen to this house. So, you know, I, purchased it, um, not super intelligently, um, had a bunch of hiccups on the, on the refinance side of it. Um, didn't know to do a sewer scope inspection. Unfortunately, even today we, you know, have issues pop up, um, you know, the house, um, the, the pipes freezing and, and causing a flood in the house. So that's, you know, obviously really unfortunate, but it's also just kind of a fact of life when, when you own enough rental properties, stuff like that's probably going to happen. Um, so just be prepared and, um, you know, just uh, kind of accept it as, you know, as a headache that will come up, um, you know, th throughout your your landlording years. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, again, this this property caused us to learn a lot about um, really the burr process and then kind of everything else um, that, you know, could possibly go wrong. Um, thankfully, we've had really good tenants on, in this one. Um, so we haven't had any, you know, sort of like tenant type issues. It's all been just, you know, weird financing or, you know, procedural issues that that have popped up on that. So I just wanted to share uh, this last one in the series and thanks everyone for listening. Thank you.